Hi, welcome to Useless Chatter, where two BFFs get together and talk about anything and everything. I'm Stacy, And I'm Sarah. And on today's episode of Weird Wednesday, we are still surprising each other with our research about strange things in this odd, odd world. So Sarah, what do you have today? I don't have anything that strange. I've just been on like a ghost kick the last couple weeks. So I'm going to talk about the Emily Morgan Hotel in San Antonio. Oh, awesome. I like that. And very local. So I want to revisit someday the VSAG, the Vampire Screen Actors Guild that we talked about. And that's because of this crazy story about this guy, the Comte Saint Germain. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you've ever heard of him. So I'm going to be talking about him. Is he like a fashion designer? <laughs> no. no. Well, I mean, pro- he could, probably could be. Okay. But I'm, I am going to talk about him and only because I feel like some of the information about him uh, could support the theory. My Screen of Actors the, Guild? Yes. Okay. And so then maybe we can revamp that and strengthen it and yeah. then revisit it. And then I can something. maybe get Paul Rudd to give a quote. I think that would be great. Maybe. Maybe he is the Comte Saint Germain. He could be. So, um, so yeah. So I'll be talking about that today. I'm going to talk about the Emily Morgan Hotel. Mm-hmm. And so, the Emily Morgan Hotel is a gorgeous Gothic Revival hotel uh, near the Alamo. Uh, it's like right next door to the Alamo. Um, it was built in the 1920s, and it was originally built as a hospital, or as they called it, a medical arts building. <laughs> okay. Um, it was a hospital and then it transitioned to into a hotel in the eighties. Yeah. And it currently is a Hilton owned hotel. hotel. Yeah, like oh. a double tree or something like that. Is that? Um yes. Huh. So that's just a fun fact. Okay. Um, so it's located in San Antonio, which is one of the oldest cities in the United States. Um San Antonio was founded in seventeen seventeen. Yeah. Um, it's home to the Alamo which is another haunted spot. And San Antonio is also probably one of the most diverse cities too. It is. It is a very diverse city. I mean, even at the time when it was founded, you know. Yes, because if you think of Texas, Texas is very diverse. Right. And who came and settled here, who already lived here, mm-hmm. who came and settled here again. Uh, got a plethora of I things. I think a lot of people settled here, like from different countries. Oh, yes. Um, I wrote about it in an email to Senator Ted Cruz about the diversity of Texas. Um, I swear I'm not laughing. But that's another story for another day. Okay. So I would love for you to read that email. I did very well this last time. I would like a response, so I used no swear words. Awesome. Congratulations. That's how you know you're a grown-up. Yes. Yeah. And I'll be 32 soon. I'm very proud of you. Okay. Yes. Okay. So Emily Morgan is a cool name, right? It's a neat name for a hotel. Yeah. So who is Emily Morgan? Right, who is Emily So Morgan? Emily Morgan, or the Yellow Rose of Texas, or Emily D. West. Um, she was a person, she was a real person. Uh, she was a freed woman of color way back in the day. So during like the 1800s. Um, Texas Tall Tale says that Emily was working in Texas at the New Washington Association Hotel you know, like Washington on the browses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, she was working as, as like a housekeeper, innkeeper at this hotel when she was captured by General Santa Anna. Of course she was. Yes. That's a true story. That part is for sure true. That she was captured, not that yes. she was his personal. Yes. So it's true that she existed and she was captured. 
So the tall tale is that Emily entertained and distracted Santa Ana. And her actions allowed Sam Houston and other Texas revolutionary people to win the Battle of San Jacinto. Correct. And that was the stepping stone to independence for Texas. Okay, so um, we celebrate San Jacinto Day. Um, every, I mean, like I would say we celebrate it. Texas does. Yeah. Texas celebrates it. It's a, it's a Texas holiday and we get time off work for it. Um, but I just wanted to share that I had a teacher in college who clearly was not from Texas because when we were talking about this at the Battle of San Jacinto, he pronounced it as the Battle of San Jacinto. <laughs> and so, I mean, he's not wrong, yeah. but nobody pronounces Nobody it, says it that, way. that way you know not so. here anyways yeah so but we also like, say el paso wrong so what are you gonna do well we did we say rodeo wrong true we say a lot of it's yeah, words yeah, incorrectly it's but anyway i just wanted to share that that's how you can spot somebody who's not from the area that is true yeah so thank you yellow rosa texas and emily for doing whatever you did with sand, um, with Santa Ana. Santa Ana to distract him. So then, why would he have captured her? He captured a few people. Just yeah, maybe maybe he needed something. Who knows? There's mm-hmm. no verified evidence um, in a quick Google search that she was actually a prostitute entertaining him that right. way. Because that's what I had heard. That's what we grew up well. hearing. Yeah. Yellow Rose attacks, and that they called her the Yellow Rose because she was of mixed descent. She was not Lily White. Yes. Yeah. So. so, but yeah, so Texas, we admire her. She's a woman that we hold dear to our heart. Well, they say if it wasn't for her, we would never have won our Right. So. We would still be part of Mexico. Maybe. Right. Um, so, yeah. So Emily lived in the 1800s and the, the hospital, I guess, felt like that was a good name to take on since they're right next to the Alamo. Okay. Um, so. So she had no affiliation. I mean, by the time. No, the hospital, hospital was built in the 20s. Or hospital. Yeah. Um, so not really. Yeah, just because, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, right next to the Alamo, we definitely lost the Alamo. Mm-hmm. Without her help, we would not have, you know, reclaimed the Alamo in Texas and all that stuff. So right. it's just, I guess, an homage to her. Okay. So um, why did I want to talk about this? Well, I discovered the Emily Morgan Hotel when I visited San Antonio back in like 2012, 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, and I took a random ghost tour. Oh, yeah. I remember you telling me about yes, that. Yes, yes, because I was friends with you at that time. Yeah. Uh, or we did know each other. Yes. Yeah. So we were walking around San Antonio and we went into like a little travel center, like across from the Alamo. And we're just like, so when I was little and I traveled with my grandparents, we'd always go to those travel centers and you can look at all their brochures and you can see what's around you. And that's, you know, you don't have to have your phone out and stuff like that. Well, they had restaurant information. They yeah, had just, maps. It's they like had all kinds activities, of activities, places to eat, yeah. things to see. You know, you can always go into that travel center and see that. And mm-hmm. I know you can Google it, but I have fond memories to Well, as back a child. then, though, 2012, yes. would you have Googled something like that and used... Um, Yes. The stuff on your phone you would have? Probably. Okay. In fact, I actually have a bet. I couldn't find the Alamo when it was literally behind us. And I used my phone to guide us. And I made us walk around the Alamo 
it's very embarrassing. And, you know, my grandpa, God rest his soul, was a navigator in World War II, Korea and Vietnam uh-huh. for the Army Air Corps and then the Air Force. And I'm like, he hates me. I cannot he get you in anywhere. The, in circle. Yes, because he taught me how to read a map and I now cannot get myself anywhere. I'm the worst at directions. So anyways, um, go to this travel little information place and find mm-hmm. this card and it says ghost tours and we went around halloween because we always go to san antonio between halloween and thanksgiving mm-hmm. whenever we visit mm-hmm. um and i actually found the card last night and i meant to bring it so i could say the actual oh, yeah. thing but i forgot it i have to post it to our ig account i will yeah so i find this card and i look at and i get some other brochures because it's like walking ghost tours i'm like that'd be really fun because we we're staying at the mm-hmm. whatever we're staying at on the river It'd be fun to just do this. And Josh doesn't really like any of that stuff, but he was like, okay, I, he, he'll handle it. And so I'm looking at prices and I'm like, well, that one's kind of expensive. And, you know, the reviews don't look that great or they don't take you as far, whatever. And then I call this number and a guy answers. And I'm like, hey, I'm calling about this San Antonio ghost tour. Mm-hmm. Um, I was wondering if we could do that tonight. And he was like, yeah, bring, it was like 20 bucks, bring 20 bucks each. Meet me at the statue across from the Alamo. I'll be wearing a blue baseball cap and a backpack. And I'm like, this is so fun. We're either going to get murdered or we're going to go on a ghost tour. Because it was real short, real quick. And like, he was like, yeah, I can do this. (laughs) Yes. He was just like, meet me across from the Alamo. And it was like at a certain time. So it's like drug deal, murder. I don't know what we're doing. Ghost tour. Maybe all three. It's going to be fun. So, yeah, call the number and talk to Josh. Josh is like, oh, I'm like, no, I got a good feeling about it. And I, you know, I'm a gut feeling person. I'm like, no, I got a good feeling. It'll be fun. And it was. We met him. Mm -hmm. And so was it just you and? No, it was a group of other people who called in. So we're all, it was probably about 10 of us. Oh, okay. And he gave us like a thermometer. Like, what are those things? Like, Alton Brown uses one. It's like a, a heat thermometer, but it's like a gun-looking thing, like a laser. Oh, for, like, um, infrared. Something like that. So, it can yeah. gauge temperatures mm-hmm. and then give us some other things. And so, he just goes around and you walk in this, I don't know how many miles, but you walk a while. Yeah. And he just tells you about different history locations, what ghosts or crazy things have happened there. And so, you know, you start at the Alamo and he tells you all about the ghosts that you can see at the Alamo. Mm-hmm. In different ways, like you can capture ghosts, like via camera and stuff. Oh, and, <laughs> I was and he, like, and has, like in Ghostbusters. He has some photos of that have been taken on his tour that he okay. like shows you. It's campy and fun, yeah, and so but I like campy and yes, so because we, it's historical. They do tell yes, you, yes, so it's history, and I like history in general. So we're walking around, and then. We, you know, go by the Manger and this and the Emily Morgan. And mm-hmm. I had never heard because um, I'm like the first Texan in the family. Like I started school in Texas and mm-hmm. I finished school in Texas. We're like. My but you were not born in Texas. I was not born here. So all my other siblings, like the older two finished in California, Nikki, California to Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus she didn't really care about school. Uh, <laughs> but whatever. So, you know, like I grew up with Texas history. Well, yeah, you did. Because you were very young when you got here. Yes. So I enjoy it. And like I took it in college too. So, you know, it's fun. And But I'd never, I was like, Emily Morgan sounds familiar. And yes, because she's the Yellow Rose of Texas. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know there was a hotel named after her. And so, you know, he tells us some stories. 
and it's just really interesting and i've always wanted to go back but like josh can remember that the manger and the emily are haunted and he won't let us stay there so um, turkey um um who's the turkey joshua josh it's josh who's the turkey because yes. you'll stay there yes but you'll also be completely freaked the oh, hell yeah, out i will not sleep at all while i'm there because i'm okay. crazy <laughs> so so this that's where I got introduced to the idea of Emily Morgan. So I try probably every other year to stay. Um, so, I'll go with you. I'll okay. tell Leroy. Like we can go and um, yeah. record one of our episodes there. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Okay. Good. So details on the Emily Morgan Hotel. So it is recognized as one of America's most haunted hotels. I don't really know how that system works, but whatever. Um, I don't either. Like, how do you rate yeah. it? Like, haunting, two out of five. Yes. Like, okay. Yes. So ghost tours, we'll talk about it. And then, you know, like, there's magazine articles and probably a show or two. Um, so these ghosts that inhabit the hospital are believed to be people who lost their lives in the hospital, mm -hmm. but also because it's right next to the Alamo and all the lives that were lost there, it's possible that there are spirits wandering you over. You have lots of wandering Yes. Okay. Um, and there, so maybe it's just confused spirits that might be making things not work well mm -hmm. in the hotel. So, and I'm speaking of elevators. So why would people from the 1800s know about elevators? So, so activity in the Emily Morgan is on the seventh floor, the 12th floor, the 14th floor, as well as the basement and lobby. Hmm. Um, but also maybe the 11th floor and the elevators. So the elevators have been checked numerous times. There's no faulty wiring mm -hmm. or issue, but they go where they want to go. The elevators go where they want to go. Yes. Okay. They might open on the seventh floor often or the 12th and 14th floor often, even though no one's called them to go there. I wonder if it's a former patient or someone yes. who worked there. So my who idea, it's like knew somebody how to navigate. who needs to go. Oftentimes it goes to the basement, mm -hmm. but according to a website, don't fear if it takes you to the basement, you can't actually get off in the basement because it's employee only. Oh. But the basement used to be the morgue. Well, yeah, the basement so, of every hospital is the morgue, right? Yes. So. Um, but they said like the crematorium was on the 14th floor, which I was like, why would you burn bodies way up there? But I guess I don't know anything about that. I don't either. So that the smell goes directly, directly outside? Directly into the sky? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. So apparitions, visions of the past. So like people have reported seeing scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, of hmm. past medical things, like they might open a door and see patients and doctors or maybe a surgery. Yeah. Um, people have said, reported that. There are a lot of noises. There are a lot of electrical disturbances, mm -hmm. um, plumbing issues. And that sounds kind of scary because I think of like backed up sewers, but it's more like running bath water and like faucets running okay, that's in the middle of creepy. the night. That's yes. still creepy. Yeah, but I can deal with water more than I can deal with like. Oh, sewage. of course. So, yeah, um, definitely. So there's like certain bathtubs that have been known to like fill up hmm. um, in the middle of the night. And then people report being touched. Um, some people report um, just feeling uneasy or feeling like they're being watched. There's a presence in the room. There's a presence. One lady said that a kid was singing to her and like 
crawled into bed with her Aww. and I was like, heck to the no. And I, I'm all, oh, sweet I baby. I hate <laughs> ghost children. Like I would take. They say like ghost children are, are demons. actually demons. They're totes demons. Yeah. And I would actually take a demon goat than a, a ghost child. Anyways. Wow. Um, so haunted. Hateful. Uh, children are creepy to begin with and then add <laughs> the element of ghost and no thank you. Um, so yeah, so there's several rooms and then hallways and elevators to be spooked. Um, Haunted Rooms America website has a good breakdown of the ghostly encounters and like a list, like a ghost list of like oh. who and what, when and where. Like you can see the, the ghost of this lady yes. on this floor or whatever. Which I think is very interesting how there are some floors that have no activity whatsoever. Yes. So like so you if you go to that hotel, you're like. different types of hauntings. Like I want the activity floor. Yes. They, or I don't want the activity floor. They said you can ask for like 7th floor, 12th or 14th. Do they charge you more? Probably. Probably. I mean, it's Hilton. So I would assume. That was best. Okay. So that's fun. So there's. um if you want to read about, you know, there's always like that lady in white. So always. La Larona, I don't know who it She's is. She's everywhere. But yeah. So She's some, everywhere. some lady singing people, phones ring. You can get everything. I um, understand the electrical disturbances more yeah. than I do like seeing apparitions, like a full on apparition. Like on and off and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so if you Google family morgan you can find reviews of the hotel mm -hmm. so it's apparently very clean they've got really good food awesome. um, and they do their restaurant has actually won like awards and stuff oh, um so, you know good amenities looks nice in pictures um then you find fun ones where they're like, something was wrong with my room and I had to change in the middle of the night i didn't like that or um <laughs> do some people go there and just not know so according to their reviews, but who knows, like, how legitimate the reviews are. Well, that's are. true, too. But they're fun to read. And so I found one that I thought was funny. And it said, this is from someone who said they checked out in the middle of the night because they were unable to sleep. Mm. And they did not, they were not aware of the story um, that anything was wrong with the hotel. And the quote I, ha I pulled was, I don't think this particular hotel should charge for checking out early, considering it's quote unquote problems. Cause that's <laughs> their, they, in the review, they talk about how nice everything is and right. blah, blah, blah. And they're like, but I, you know, when we had to check out early, we got charged and we did not like that. And this is what they <laughs> oh, ended it with. Excuse me. So, um, so I just think that is a fun tidbit of history. Yeah, very interesting. Um, it's beautiful. I if you've never seen it, it. yeah. Um, it's and a, you said it's a Gothic revival. Yes, hospital, old hospital. Yes, so it's, it's, I'm sure it was beautiful. Gorgeous. And um, I love San Antonio because it's so old. Well, plus you'd be in a historic city. There's stuff to do all over the place anyway. Yes. You know, you wouldn't just visit the area for one hotel. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I I love San Antonio. Um, I don't know if I could love living there, but I love visiting there. And you should go visit the HEB. I probably have, honestly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Emily Morgan, I will yeah. snap a picture of that car. I don't know if that guy's still doing it. Doing the tours. Um, you know, it was almost a decade ago. Yeah. Um, I mean, I hope so. But it was just so fun because I'm like, drugs, murder, or ghost tour. Yeah. Sure. And you got a ghost tour out of it. And we did. And learned something. Yeah. And that's really cool. It was fun. And even Josh had fun, despite him being a little wiener. 
um, <laughs> and being scared. Well, I'm glad it worked out. Yeah. And that's really interesting. I want to go on a ghost tour of New Orleans. I think that would be a lot of fun. It totally would. My stepdad just visited New Orleans. Oh. Yeah. The other day for some, just for fun, I guess. Uh, he has fun? Apparently. He's yeah. trying to have fun. Good for him. Yeah. He sent me some pictures. Yeah. I like gators and stuff. You should know, I like, I like alligators. And, uh, yeah. I would. I, I love like. alligators. I told him to bring me back one. I haven't heard from him, so I don't think he did. <sighs> but whatever. Um, I would have kept it at his, his house. He probably would not have brought you back a live alligator. Like an he alligator better, paperweight. He knows better to bring me back a dead one because that's not okay. A baby alligator paperweight. Maybe. But um, also, this is a side note. The horror film Chop Chop Sweet Charlotte. Yeah. Well, I think it's just called Sweet Charlotte, but whatever. Um, was filmed in New Orleans and he visited the house. Where it was filmed. Yes. Oh. It was one of my favorite movies I used to watch with my mom. Wow. So I've never seen that. It's with Betty Davis. Oh, it's an old film. Oh, it is old and it's really great and it's spooky. It's more of a thriller than it is spooky, but yeah. Um, yeah, it was really cool. So maybe he brought me something back from there. He better have. He knows what's good. He better at least brought me a cool rock. At least. But anyways. Yeah. So visit the Emily Morgan Hotel or the Manger. Um, there's a lot of haunted places in San Antonio. Oh. Because it's so fucking old, right? So yeah. there's bound to be something. There's a lot of history. Yeah. Something's there. Yeah. And just so many different cultures, too. Yeah. So many things, historical events have happened there. So. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I do want to visit. Thank you. And I actually didn't know about that. Uh, hotel at all. I knew about the Manger, but I didn't know about that one. Yeah. Emily Morgan. Yeah, it seemed like more positive review, like not reviews, but more positive experiences mm -hmm. in the sense of like no stank. Um, yeah, Manger has. The Manger has a stank. Um, yeah. I think a couple people have mentioned like maybe a burning flesh smell on occasion. Yeah. yeah. But it's not like the known story like it is with the Manger. <laughs> the so. known. Okay. So let's move on to yours. Yeah. Okay, before you go, real quick, yeah. um, I said Chop Chop Sweet Charlotte is Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte, um, in case anyone cares and wants to watch that movie. Um, Chop Chop comes from the song within the movie. So, okay. Anyways, thank you. Continue with your okay my story. Okay, so this guy, Comte. yeah, the Comte Saint Germain. So, I first learned about him in two different um, series novels where he's like the bad guy. And in one series, he's like a sorcerer or practitioner of magic. And in the other series, he's a time traveler. Cool. Yeah. And after learning about him, again, not much of a stretch. Like, you may have been a sorcerer and a time traveler or immortal or something. So I'm going to tell you about him. Okay. So, the, so Voltaire, who's okay. the... French historian and philosopher described St. Germain as a man who knows everything and never dies. Casanova was also said to have met and interacted with him. And really anybody who was anybody in 1700s France met St. Germain. Okay. So his origins are obscure and relatively unknown. He was said to have been born in the late 1600s, early 1700s, and died in the late 1700s. Um, he was known to use a variety of names and titles, um, and he would tell people who inquired about his origins that he was like 500 years old. Um, his real name is unknown, 
And St. Germain was a man who was deliberately confusing when it came to his historical background. I did want to point out, though, that the, the use of many names and titles was a common practice. Everybody did that among the nobility. They always used different names and had different titles that they wouldn't use when they travel and all other kinds of stuff. So it's not abnormal that he did that. Anyway, so um, he was supposedly educated in Italy by the last of the Medicis, and then he also studied at the University of Siena. People described his intelligence to be unmatched. He was incredibly witty. He was a talented violinist, a good singer. He was described to be handsome. Did he sell his soul to the devil? Did he? I don't know. He was well-traveled. He was an accomplished, accomplished alchemist, a painter, and he spoke a multitude of languages. So he either spoke, understood, and could communicate in the following languages. And this is impressive alone. French, Italian, English, German, Russian, Dutch, Spanish, Portuguese, Latin, Chinese, Arabic, ancient, excuse me, ancient Greek, and Sanskrit. Okay. That's crazy, right? He would prescribe recipes for wrinkles, and he loved jewels. Like, all of his clothing was adorned with jewels and his shoes. And all right. His, yeah. He always appeared to be, like, 45. Okay. Anytime anybody saw him, he looked like he was about 45 years old. Okay, so a little Dorian Gray. Yeah. And so all of this seems to be super outlandish, right? Until you learn that there were interactions with him outside of Italy in places like England and Germany. So we have other people in other countries describing their interactions with him as well. So in England, he was detained on suspicion of espionage Mm. during the Jacobite Rebellion, which kind of makes sense, right? But he like straight told them, he's like, I don't go by my real name. I'm like, what's your name? He's like, it's St. Germain, but I don't go. Yeah, I don't go by my real name. So the records, while he's in jail, right? They're like, he sang beautifully and he composed all this music. He even contributed songs for an opera that was on at the time. Uh, They couldn't tell. They were like, are you Italian? Are you Spanish? Are you Polish? What are you? The prince at the time was so taken by him. Nobody knew what or where he came from and he wouldn't tell anybody he just wouldn't and people theorized a lot of things about his past i mean a lot of people consulted him he was said to um prophecy a lot of things and so they thought that he was a priest or a wandering jew and that sounds awful but i had to look it up a wandering jew i did not know this Mm -hmm. a wandering jew is someone who is doomed to live forever for taunting jesus on his way to being crucified did you know that? I, know I that never. Yeah. I thought it meant like wandering in the desert. That's what I thought. I thought a wandering Jew was someone who just wandered around. But apparently that is a wandering Jew, that you, you are doomed to live on this earth forever for taunting Jesus. Um, he was also said to be the great pretender. He was always everything to everybody. It was suspected that he was a Rosicrucian, an ascended master who even prophesied the French Revolution. And I've got kind of got a story about that later. A Freemason, a member of the Illuminati, Knights of Light, and a member of the Society of Asiatic Brothers. Okay. So. Now, was he in Club Hellfire? <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> or Club Penguin. Okay, I don't know nothing about you Club Penguin. Club Penguin? Is it on the internet? Like, yeah, for kids. Okay. At Club Hellfire, you go to caves to have sex with people, so that's real fun. Oh. No, I didn't know about that. I don't know because. Hellfire I, Club. I'm oh. dyslexic. You know I don't get things right. Yeah. I don't know that he. I don't even know when that happened. Had lady friends. 
Oh, they said he was good looking and was a ladies' man. That doesn't mean that he liked ladies. Okay. Or or kept the company. Yeah. Other than. I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe. Okay, so. Anyways. So he he never aged and always appeared to be around the age of 45 years old. And what's interesting about him is through all of the social events that he went to, he was never seen actually eating food. Mm-hmm. So he had all these dinner parties. He was he went to court frequently in France and uh, he was featured guest for a lot of people. He never ate. And um, so after 1820, it is suspected that his identity changed to that of Major Frazier. OK, so he he died. Records say he died in like 1789 or something like that. Okay. Right. And so. Um, there were still sightings of him. There still are sightings of him. Well, we'll get to that in, in just a little bit. But anyway, so um, after 1820, his identity supposedly changed to that of Major Fraser. And then between 1880 and 1900, there was like a fascination with him and it surged in popularity. So we have famous people at the time okay. who were talking about having interactions with him or dedicating like with Germain, okay. with Comte Saint-Germain. Yeah. So then here's the story. So in 1902, we have an immigrant who moves to New Orleans, Louisiana by the name of Jacques Saint-Germain. He was said to throw lavish parties pay for things only in rubies because remember saint germain was an alchemist and he liked jewels and he loved jewels yes so this guy would only pay for things in rubies he was very charming and he engaged with only like the most prestigious people in the city so rumors circulated that this guy even though he had the finest food prepared for all of his guests that regardless he never ate he would just, you know, keep hanging out with the people at the parties, but he okay. would never actually eat any of the food. So he has anorexia. Does he? Very sad. I don't know. So supposedly he took a lady friend upstairs one night. Another story says kidnapped. And there are various accounts, right? Consent was a different thing back then. It really was. It, it really was. And was she, if she was unwilling, she was a hooker. I don't know how that works like that, but it yeah. seems to always be that way. But anyway, so they're standing on a balcony because he, you know, had this home in New Orleans. And you know how they're, how they had the balcony style homes. It's yeah. like in the French Quarter or whatever. And so um, they're on the balcony and he attempted to bite her neck but she freaked out and she jumped off the balcony and she alerts all these bystanders and they quickly run to her aid. She contacts the police who therefore began an investigation. Mm-hmm. So by the time they raided St. Germain's home, he was gone, but they found all of these uh, clothes from all different time periods. Some of which had blood stains on them and they found no food or utensils in the home, but there was a lot of wine bottles that had been filled with blood and um, so the last sighting for St. Germain was reported to be in the 1970s. So here's the thing. There's a story about this one lady. And I don't know if I skipped over it or if I just missed it while I was talking. But there's a story about a Comtesse who visited with him. Um, and she saw him at court. And she was like, I saw you 50 years ago. And you look the exact same but I have aged. And he said, 
madam, I am several, or I am very old, you know, like I'm several hundred years old or something. He said something along those lines to her. And so um, she had actually talked with him about, I want to say it was the French revolution or something along those lines. And then there was a story of another lady who was getting dressed for like mass on I don't know, like a Saturday, like some random day. She's getting dressed for mass and he came to her home to visit her. And this is in France. And she's like, who is coming to my house this early? <laughs> whatever. Like nobody needs to be coming here while I'm getting ready for mass or whatever. And it was St. Germain. And he was trying to tell her about the French revolution. But what's interesting is I guess her chambermaid was like, trying to answer her question when she's like, who's, who's trying to visit me this early? And her chambermaid was like, well, um, I'll give you a hint. Only someone so vile to have dined with Satan himself. And so the lady naturally thought it was her turning and not St. Germain. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. But anyways, it turns out it was St. Germain. So then, so you have all these stories about him. So now I was thinking about the Vampire Screen Actors Guild, right? So yes. you've got this guy who yes. had amassed all of this wealth, yes. right? Through and the now year. he's in America. But is he? Because I was thinking, like, he's so tethered to France, like, even going to New Orleans. So you're right? trying to tell me that it's Leonardo DiCaprio. It's got to, no, <laughs> maybe. Uh, no. No, okay. But it's got to be someone from France, right? Or, or in France or, or, or one of those, even though he spoke English, he didn't speak English like a native English speaker. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess you could do a lot of work to sound like you're from Wisconsin. I mean, and if you're if like you a million to. years old, you've probably perfected your voices. Well, that's true. But I was thinking he's, he would be more or less in France because don't I mean, the French think that America is like a disgusting place? I mean, All the stuff we have do, is right? new. There's no charm to it. Our language is not as beautiful as that. Well, so my theory with these vampire actors, and I steal a little bit of this from Ryan Murphy. Um, <laughs> okay. In fact, a lot of it. But they would have to like travel back and forth between the continents and the countries because mm -hmm. you can't be super popular. Now it might be really hard because of the World Wide Web. So I would think it would be very hard. So, but, you know, previously you could just travel back and forth and you just got to wait it out a couple of years before people forget about you. Then you can come back as a different person, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. So there is one engraving that survives of him. Mm -hmm. So you could look him up mm -hmm. and I don't know that he looks like any famous actor that I'm aware of, but he was, he also wrote books. He wrote music. There's a variety of ways that he could continue to exist. Yes. You know what I'm saying? He was a scientist. Millie Vanillius. <laughs> Millie Vanillius. He was. He was. But there was a lot of things that he did. And he knew a lot about a lot. I mean, he was a painter. So who's to say that, yeah, he's not going from country to country, just picking one. Yeah. And just chills for a little while, does some cool stuff. And... But is eats he people's blood and then moves to another place? Right, and goes on and never eats real food. Me neither. Iced coffee. Iced coffee. Yeah. Interesting. So some of these pictures, 
He looks a little bit like George Washington. You got yeah. That's the only the surviving one is and that black and white one. one. Looks like the white person's version of Jesus. <laughs> no, that's a, I think that's an actor. If he is it anything in color, it's like a painting. Okay, let me show you the one that's the um. Now there's also another Saint Germain who was a um. Who was in the military? Apparently, a soccer player right now. So this is the or one. Football. This is the only one. This black and white one. Yeah, this one I'm thinking. Yeah, he looks a lot like George. He does look like George. But powdered wigs were all the rage back in the day, right? Yeah, for some reason. Probably because they're they couldn't they couldn't wash their hair. Couldn't or wouldn't? Well, were they Christians? I don't know. They wouldn't. That's weird. <laughs> I agree. But anyway, but look at his face, though. Do you know a famous actor that looks like that? The lo the nose is kind of long, but we also know that back in the day, people were painted as they wished to be seen, not as how they actually looked. Mm. Which is why so many pictures of women look the same. Mm. They have the same look. And why did they all choose to have that big-ass forehead? I think it's a sign of power. My forehead's bigger than your forehead. They didn't have bangs. I got a new forehead. I wish I had bangs. <laughs> anyway, um, so I would encourage anybody who's listening as we're going down the rabbit hole of looking at pictures of St. Germain while we're recording. But um, Oh, there's some good theories out there. Oh, yeah. So anyway, he was a very interesting character, to say the least, in like anything that I've said about him is not even scratching the surface. Yeah. There's so much, but I'm just saying, so we have this theory about this guy. And is it one of those things where the, the tail gets taller and taller and taller as time goes on, Probably. you know, or is he a vampire and are there more like him? Vampire. Okay. Well, we settled on that. Vampire. <laughs> there we go. All right. Yeah. So anyway, take a look mm. if you have an opportunity to some research. Apparently he's it's like good a reading. character in the Outlanders. Yes. That's the one where he was the practitioner of magic slash sorcerer. Okay. Yes. My mom read that series. Um, I love it and love it. Love it. I have it. I've been reading it since I was a teenager. It's phenomenal. I love it. And the show, I wasn't too crazy about, but um, that's because I read the books. And, you know, whenever. Yeah, they always disappoint you. Yeah. But um, the people who portray the characters on the show, I like. Okay. I like them. Yeah. I think they did a good job. So, all right. Well, anyway, moving on. Oh, what a weird topic. Yeah. Right? So, I'm just saying, I think I need to find some more characters like this and we probably actually do have the legit vampire screen actors here. Yeah. Like or the core. I guess maybe that's the Illuminati. Well, I think you can um, be mortal to be in the Illuminati. Oh, can you? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't ever asked the devil to challenge me to a fiddle duel, so I'm not really sure how it goes. I would you lose end up dying. Not with a fiddle. Yeah, and you would end up dying. This guy has not ever died. Like regardless, even if he, even if if the devil gives you a, a talent, you're gonna end up dying. 
True. And then the devil's going to keep your soul anyway because everybody dies. You're not asking him for immortality. You're like, I just want to be a great singer. Yeah, I want talent. You know, so. I mean. Looks like his mom drank while she was pregnant with him. Well, it's, I'm sure. He has fetal alcohol syndrome. (laughs) Again, his, the style of the painting or whatever is very similar to what you would see in other people. Like the lip, the way their lips look and their noses and Mm -hmm. not to mention, think of all the plastic surgery you can get and you could totally change your identity. But can you? There's so just like typing his name into Googly, it's like you talk about a vampire. That's interesting. <laughs> See, it's coming around full circle. But anyway, I I encourage anybody to to really go down that rabbit hole because it's an interesting one and entertaining for sure. So. Well, we appreciate you all taking time to listen to our podcast and check us out on Instagram at useless underscore chatter or on Facebook at useless chatter. And we can be found on anchor FM, Google podcasts, Spotify, and breaker. There might be more and I may have forgotten what they are at this time, but if you have an opportunity, please rate, subscribe, send us a message. We always look forward to interacting with you guys and, um, are interested in any feedback that you may have to offer. So until next time, thank you and bye. Thanks. Bye.